Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl 2020 here as we're wrapping up the 2020 season and the playoff season. But each and every week, I have had the privilege of being able to talk to a guy who I'd like to consider my friend who has helped me all throughout these Baby Bowl weeks. And I've been proud to be a part of this whole experience right now. Let me bring in Rob Norton, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, at Norton0723 on Twitter. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight, Wes? I'm doing fair to Midland. You've had a long day at work, Rob. I, I'm going to have to carry the show this evening. It's, yes, that is that is true. Working just got off a little while ago. Well, I'm used to it, Rob, so it shouldn't be a problem yeah. at all. I think I can handle it. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, Rob, it has, been, <laughs> it has been a wonderful year this year. We're, actually, we're wrapping it up. We don't have anything for the Pro Bowl week, do we? We're not going to have like a... Pro Bowl Baby Bowl edition or anything, are we? No, no, no. That would be a little too crazy. So we are down to the final three games of the NFL season this year, and I still have yet to win a week of the Baby Bowl. Well, you got two more. Two more shots here. Well, we do have two winners with us. We we only have two games to talk about, four teams left in the Baby Bowl. And and so what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring both of these guys on. We kind of talked about doing multiple people at some point, and the scheduling conflicts just all started out. So we, we had to throw around some people, and, and we just said, hey, let's have both of these guys on. The first-place guy and the second-place finisher of last week's Baby Bowl. Let me bring in the champion right now or they're sitting here on that one last week i don't know what week it was i guess it was the divisional round of the playoffs kevin starrett retired and wired on twitter how you doing kev yeah baby good west how are y'all oh, we're doing fine you doing shot great. your shot last week bro you shot your shot and got it all <laughs> i did we'll see if i get anything left in the chamber man <laughs> you can find him on twitter at tsn nivik i guess at ts Nivik, I, I, you explained to me earlier what it was, and it, it's your first name, last name, switched around or something, at T.S. Nivik. That's how I'm going to say it. Is that okay, Kev? That's perfect. And let me bring in who finished second last week with another huge score of 132 points. Kevin finished with 135. Let me bring in Danny Perilli. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Danny? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. At DannyFFX on Twitter. And Danny, you had that 132 points. You were just shy of Kevin finishing at 135. How excited were you, though, Danny, whenever you were like, oh, I might get it this week. I might get it this week. I was so close, man. If I didn't play Baker and probably played any other quarterback, I would have topped this week. But uh, overall, pretty happy with that lineup. And Kevin, I, I talked about you shooting your shot. Whenever you were filling out your baby bowl lineup, surely you had to go, if these guys don't win me a week, ain't nothing going to win me a week. Yeah, I was really looking to get myself in contention. And I would point out that uh, uh, Danny's man there, the conductor of the number 24 train, did not help me significantly, Mr. Nick Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This That's is my true. man. Rob, you and I, we didn't we didn't fare that bad. We did not fare as well as Kevin and Danny, that's for sure. You finished with 80 points. I finished with 87 points, just kind of right there in the middle of everything. And we'll go over some of these lineups a little bit later. Plus, we're going to look forward to this week of the Baby Bowl as well. Some players who all four of us would like to play this week if we have an opportunity. Of course, the Baby Bowl is a elimination tournament. Is that how you phrase it, Rob? Yeah, elimination, one and done, however you want to say it. 
And so the players, after you use them once, they're gone. Or if yep. they end up, their team ends up losing, of course, in the playoffs, they're gone. So you got to be very strategic. And that's one of the things in our chat, Rob, that, that people have noticed that like, holy cow, I'm going to run out of this or I'm going to run out of that. So it's been really fun to watch all these different lineups come in here, this uh, playoff edition. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the thing that's going to be really interesting, especially especially come next week, um, seeing how people use, especially quarterbacks and tight ends and and seeing what's available to them for the for the Super Bowl week. Um, it'll definitely be interesting to see if people at the top will will fall down a lot because of their limited options or or how it'll turn out. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have the top five for who, who's who's in the top five of the standings right now overall for the playoff edition? Yeah. Um, sitting in first place right now is Dave Heron with 270 points. Uh, David Gautieri is in second with 251. Shane Manila is in third with 241. Uh, Phil Manasian is right behind him, just under 241. And Max Allman sitting in fifth at 238.6. Oh man, those are some big scores. I'm, I, I probably got like 160 or something like that. But even our guy uh, from last week, he ended up dropping off really big time. I think this week as well, he finished really well the first week, and then the second week he kind of put up a dud. I think he probably started all those Lamar Jacksons and everything like that of the world, uh, and and put it in there. And and he just, I didn't even notice him in the top ten. Yeah, he dropped way. He dropped way down. Really, he. I mean, he. I think he's mid pack. He's like. 30th or something like that after going first in the first one yeah that, that's uh, you can it's still anybody's ball game you can just jump For up sure. really high or you can drop down really low so that's what makes this small little little addition uh very exciting jb barry he's up there in the top 10 though isn't he yeah i think he's sitting let's see one two three four five ninth he's jb barry sitting there at ninth uh hope Myers, she's in there too right yep top she's 10. sitting Sitting, sitting seventh, and then uh, Kevin's sitting there right in between at eighth. I was going to say, Rob, who, who, who's in front of him? Front of okay. yeah. <laughs> Our guy Kevin's Kev, there. Kevin's staring. Oh, we're <laughs> talking to the top ten man on the board. Kevin, Kevin's uh, absolutely crushing J.B. Barry right now by <laughs> .16. <laughs> I, I know fantasy. I know fantasy coach JB listens to this too, so he's gonna be he's gonna be very fired up there after he hears that. He's gonna be a man on a mission after this, Kevin. All right, Kev. So you started off. You were the smart guy out of all of us for, as far as quarterbacks go. You went ahead and threw Patrick Mahomes in there. I, I got to pick your brain on this, Kevin, because to me, I'm sitting there like waiting for Patrick Mahomes, and then of course when he goes down with a concussion, I'm like, oh, that was really smart, Wes. Uh, but but you went ahead and put him in there and said, you know, I, I got I'm gonna find other quarterbacks somewhere along the way yeah that's pretty much exactly what I did it just felt like it was a really good matchup for him and I felt like I needed to really pull out the stops in order to take and get myself into contention to have a shot in the last few weeks here and so not only did the Mahomes but then did the stack with uh, Hill and Kelsey as well and I know folks say that you're throwing down all the studs right there and so what are you gonna have left so I've got a bit of a strategy on how I'm gonna go about doing that but uh uh-huh. Got myself in contention. That's what I was looking to do. Now, Kevin, you're a retired guy, so I'm going to assume that you've been watching the NFL football for quite some time. I was thinking about Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, you know, that guy is just a different kind of quarterback. Uh, He's one of those special guys whenever you see him uh, playing up against somebody like a Baker Mayfield or anybody like that. Baker's got a lot of promising talent, but whenever you watch Patrick Mahomes, he's just different. 
Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, really revolutionizing the position is what it feels like to me. What we've seen from him is really can't find comparisons, to be honest. Yeah. Do you think that's more Andy Reid or do you think it's Patrick Mahomes or, or is it a combination of both? Well, it's a combination of both. I mean, the, the cojones it took for Reid to do what he did and that play to close the game out was brilliant. But uh, he's just Mahomes is special in terms of that skill set. Right. And he's on full display, it seems like, on a consistent basis for him. So I, I think back over the years and there's a lot of them for me that <clears throat> I've been watching football and uh, I'm really hard pressed to see if there was say there was another quarterback that took and really was doing the kind of revolutionary things that Patrick Mahomes is doing. Mm, that's a that's a big statement, and I, I think I agree with you. Very rarely do we see a talent like that come about. Now, Danny, you put Baker Mayfield in there. Baker finished with only 11 points, kind of a disappointing week for him. I think this is probably his worst fantasy week in four or five weeks, probably, of the last of the season anyway. Yeah, I didn't really think uh, the Chiefs' defense was going to hold up. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a shootout. I was uh, overweight on Baker in my DFS lineup, so I kind of was uh, riding that train going into the week, and he just disappointed. I I, I thought I, he was going to put up a little bit better showing as well. And the Browns did, though. The Browns stuck right in there with him almost what the entire game. And I don't even want to say that Mahomes getting injured had that big of a you know thing to do with it. I, I know what's his name, Henny, threw an interception in the end zone, but still, I thought the Cleveland Browns stuck in there pretty good, didn't you, Danny? Yeah, it was a good game overall. I just hoped, I just wished uh, he did a little bit more in the passing game. A couple more touchdowns would have helped, but uh, I was happy with the rest of my lineup. Yeah, Rob, you ended up throwing Josh Allen in there. He finished with 13 DraftKings points, I think, or fantasy points. I think the biggest key for Josh Allen this past week was he just he didn't turn the ball over, but he didn't make that huge play either. Yeah, I was gonna say I was definitely disappointed with with Josh Allen. I think it might have been. I didn't check, but I'm I'm just assuming that was his lowest point total on the entire year. And uh, yeah, I was expecting you know a minimum of twenty with him. Pretty much any time you throw him out there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He hasn't finished that low in quite some time. With with zero turnovers, he did have that one fumble. I say zero interceptions. He did have that one fumble, so that may have hurt him a little bit. Well, this smart guy right here, guys. This smart guy named named Wes Easley, the host. You can find me on Twitter, at Loafinit. Not that you're going to want to find me, except you want, might want to fade me. I stuck Lamar in there because I thought Lamar was going to have a great game against those Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills defense, though, came to play last week, guys. I don't know who wants to chime in on this, but to me, I was just completely impressed by the Buffalo Bills. Does anybody... Let's let's start with you, Kevin. Do you think that the Buffalo Bills will be able to do that this week against whoever is that quarterback? I, I believe it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. But do you think that the Buffalo Bills will be able to stop a Patrick Mahomes this week or at least contain him? Yeah, I, I'm going to say it was really probably the most surprising thing for me of this last week was the performance of the Bills defense. Are they going to be able to duplicate that against what appears to be a healthy Mahomes? I think that may be another matter, but there's just so many weapons and uh, he is just so creative, right? I, I think they're going to be hard pressed to do that. I'm Danny, counting on Mahomes doing, still doing Mahomes things, and then a little bit of an improved uh, game script for next week for Mr. Allen. Uh, I could see that, Danny. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I think with the Rams, uh, I mean the Rams, the Ravens' uh, one-dimensional offense, the run game. I thought they did a really good job. I think it's going to be a little tougher with the Chiefs next week, though, but uh, the Bills' defense was definitely impressive last week. Rob, I, did they surprise you as well? Yeah, that was a that was a big surprise. I was expecting a, 
a big game out of Lamar as well. So I was, you know, shocked to see that. And, um, you know, I, I, this week though, yeah, Mahomes and, and the chiefs are a different animal. So, um, I'm not sure I'm not buying into them being able to stop them. Um, and if they do, that'll be another, another big shocker. Uh, it'd be a huge shocker. So anyway, Lamar Jackson finished with eight fantasy points. Yeah, whoo, good for me. All right, Cam, Cam uh, we all we all put Cam Akers in there at running back, except for you, Kevin. You went a little bit contrarian, and you put Nick Chubb in there instead of Cam Akers. Chubb had a disappointing week. I thought that he'd really be able to, uh, to move the ball a lot on the ground, but he just didn't do it. Yeah, no, I was feeling exactly that same way about Chubb. I had high hopes. I, I thought he was maybe even potentially a better play than, uh, than Kamara, but obviously disappointed. Well, you had a good week, uh, even though Nick Chubb was your lowest score. So usually you're going to end up having a pretty good week if Nick Chubb was your lowest score. You followed him up at running back with Alvin Kamara, who had 14 points. And Rob, you put Kamara in there with 14 as well. Uh, I, I guess you guys were thinking, and that, Rob, I'll ask you, were you thinking that I better use Kamara here because I may not be able to use him again next week against Green Bay? Or you just had to put somebody in there, you wanted more points? That was part of it. Um, I did honestly think that the Saints were going to win. So originally I didn't have Kamara in. I had Chubb in most of the week. And then I thought to myself at the when it when Taysom Hill was looking doubtful and, and Latavius Murray was looking doubtful, I thought to myself, I was like, Well, you know, I'd rather get him in this week. I don't know if they're gonna win. It was the game that was like the hardest for me to choose between the winners as is. Um so I thought to myself, well, he's getting a full workload. Um, I didn't love the matchup with Tampa's run defense being so good, but I thought, you know, he, he's going to be in there. He's going to get a higher snap and touch share than he usually gets. He should get a lot of pass work and uh, I'd rather use him and, but instead of lose him. So that was my thought process on it. Yeah, I ended up getting a little bit of that Cleveland Brown offense in there against the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I had a, I had Hunt, so I went ahead and used him. I used both burned both Chubb and Hunt. I used Chubb that first week, and I got Hunt in there that second week. But, Danny, you put Aaron Jones in there with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, I, I don't know what it is. Every time I look up, though, he's got a lot of fantasy points. But yet, while I'm watching the game, I'm like, boy, get the ball to Aaron Jones more. Yeah, it's definitely tough to predict his touches, but for a guy who's so efficient, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, Akers and Jones are kind of like those DFS locks. So I, I put a little bit of my DFS um, lineups, you know, into my thinking, into setting my divisional round lineup. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of ground to cover after putting up pretty much a dud in the wild card round. So I figured I needed to jam in a lot of those studs for the, for this last week. You got him in there. You also put Devontae Adams in there from the Green Bay Packers, and he was kind of bulletproof last week, even though he had a tough matchup with Ramsey. The way the Green Bay Packers offense gets people open is really neat, Kevin, because you put Devontae Adams in there as well. Uh, you, we talked about Mahomes with you a little bit ago. What about Devontae Adams? Where's his talent level rank as far as the, all the wide receivers you've seen over the years? Wow. So that's a tall comparison. Um, a lot of great receivers over the years, but um, he, he's certainly, I think, one of not the top receivers currently that are playing. But if you're looking all time, I, I think he's probably down more in the, the teens to 20 range for me anyways. I could understand that. He, he's he got one of the best quarterbacks of all time 
right? I mean, we could say that about Aaron Rodgers, and he's been in a great system the entire time that he's been in the NFL, so he's really benefited from those couple of things uh, to be able to help him. But, man, he is a fantastic route runner. I bet you he's a really good dancer, too. You know, I mean, you, you got to be a really good – if you're a good route runner, you got to be a good dancer because it's all about the footwork, right? I've seen him spin some quarterbacks around a time or two. So I think that he probably is. Hey, you also, Kevin, you also stuck Diggs in there. And guess what? All four of us smart guys were able to stick Stephon Diggs in there, and he got us 25 points. I think he was the highest scorer almost. You guys, you guys put Kelsey in there as well. But he was tied at least for the highest scorer of each of our fantasy teams. Stephon Diggs has had a huge year, Danny. Uh, did you expect that out of him when he went to Buffalo? I thought there'd be more of a learning curve myself. Same, man. I was not on Diggs, and I will admit that. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of Josh Allen. You know, being a Jets fan, I didn't want to be a fan of Josh Allen. So, I mean, I missed that one completely. He's been incredible this year. He really has. I ended up sticking Landry in there as my third uh, wide receiver. I didn't want to run with three running backs. I, I just didn't want to because I think the running back situation in our baby bowl, uh, 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 um, our baby bowl, lineups are, are just really going to get really thin really fast. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm running with a bunch of wide receivers is what I am doing. And Rob, I ended up sticking Jarvis Landry in there from your Cleveland Browns. I figured that I, I figured the Browns would lose Rob. I'm not trying to dig on you or anything like that. I just figured the Browns would end up losing. So I stuck Landry in there and I stuck Hooper in there and I stuck Hunt in there. Landry ended up giving me 15 fantasy points. You ended up at, at Landry at 15 points. Hold on. Let me say this. Hooper, Austin Hooper at four fantasy points, the same tight end that you had in there, ended up outscoring your third wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas finished with zero, my friend. How did, how did that happen? Oh, man, that's something that's it's, – it's, Michael Thomas was so frustrating because I had him in basically every every DFS lineup I could, and I was, I was, I was real bullish on him this weekend, and then – uh, just I, I saw, you know, last week he uh, came back and got involved early and often against the Bears. And then, you know, they kind of cut it back and it felt like they just, you know, eased off, got got him back in the flow and eased off. And I was expecting to, him to uh, get a ton of targets in this one. And, um, yeah, just didn't didn't uh, <laughs> didn't show up at all and game came with the zero. I think our friend fantasy coach JB would start talking about his Tampa Bay uh, cornerback <laughs> situation there. And he said, I tell you, I tell you, I told you every time. I told you every time. Uh, Danny, you ended up with Robert Woods and then touched and then finished it up with the better wide receiver, Travis Kelsey. Can, can you believe the kind of year Travis Kelsey has had, Danny? It's incredible. I mean, he's just, he's something else, man. I mean, he's, he's going down as probably the best tight end ever at this point. And he's definitely got a few years left in the tank, especially with Mahomes. Yeah. His numbers are going to be incredible. He, and, and he rarely gets hurt too. That's the thing. He's out there each and every week and they just game script so much for those three big guys there in Kansas city, Kevin. And you ended up, like you said, you stuck in Mahomes, Tyreek and Kelsey, and they just seem to funnel all the fantasy points to those three guys especially this year because they don't have a running game this year. It doesn't feel like to me. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think that, I mean, like I said before, that was what I was really trying to do to get myself into contention was pulling those. But I I, I, I probably would, I mean, since I'm the retired and older dude probably here on the program, from a comparison standpoint, I know Danny just said he thought he's 
maybe one of the top ones. And I, I don't know that I can argue with that. Again, I, from my perspective, there's been this renaissance or revolution, if you will, um, of the tight end position as well that's taken place. And with guys that have the size and can run the kind of routes like a Kittle and like a Kelsey can and like a Mark Andrews can. I mean, those, those guys are money. And the one that's the most money of all of them is Kelsey so far. So uh, he may be the, the, the best ever. Mm, that, that that is saying a mouthful. I, I think of some of those older uh, um, tight ends that I used to watch play the game whenever I was growing up as a kid. Uh, and of course, the San Diego Charger what was his name, Kellen Winslow. He was back there in that day. Ozzie Newsome for the Cleveland Browns. There, there's just so many good names out there, and I think Travis Kelsey will be able to be mentioned with all of those guys. We are talking. Tony. I'm sorry, I'd add, I'd add Tony Gonzalez to that list as well. Oh, yeah, Tony. Oh, okay, all right, best tight ends ever. Are we are we going on that list right there? Because you're right. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez is one of them. Who was the guy who played uh, uh, Gates? Is that his name? Uh, Gates for the Chargers? Antonio. Another yeah. one? Yeah, who, give me another one. Give me another one. You throw Gronk in that list, too. Yeah, yep, Gronk. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking that too. That that for Even the Patriots, they're the a, ones that kind of made that renaissance for the tight end position back uh, cool again. You know, to play a tight end in a wide receiver slot or something. Who else is that? Is that it? Shannon Sharp. That's another one. Yep, it's a good one. Yeah. I might add Witten in there. Jason mm-hmm. Witten. Yeah, Blake Jarwin. He's in there too, right? No, he's not. There yet. <laughs> All right. hey, next year. Uh, next year. Next year, that's what I said this year. Uh, we're talking to the number one and the number two winners of the Baby Bowl Divisional Round, I believe it's called. Kevin Steered and Danny Pirelli over on Twitter. You can find Kevin Retired and Wired is his uh, moniker there. At T.S. Nivik is what you can find him. And you can find Danny at Danny FFX. And, of course, I am joined by Rob Norton as well, the daddy of the Baby Bowl. You can find him at Norton0723. Don't forget to follow me at Loafinit. And the show is at FI Today with a little underscore. Say, guys, I did that. I changed up my cadence a little bit. Maybe get people's ears perked up to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Hey, let's look ahead to this week's game. And I know, looking at your lineups, Kevin and Danny, you've burned everybody. You don't have anybody left to play. You guys are, you guys are, you guys are going to be scrounging around down there, I believe. No, we got plenty of people to play. I don't see any. Kevin, I don't see any Buffalo Bills guys on your roster other than Stefan Diggs. And Danny, whenever I look at your roster, I could still see a bunch of Tampa Bay Buccaneer possibilities for you. Mm. So th- let me ask you, let me let me go over these point totals here for everybody at the Baby Bowl. The highest game total is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Their game total is sitting at 54. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Green Bay Packers are sitting at 51. This is from uh, Odd Shark. I like to use Odd Shark because they use colors whenever they tell me their games. And so I, I just like colors on my computer screen. And one of the things I've noticed is that the Green Bay Packers are slated for scoring 30 points this next Sunday, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only scheduled to score 20 fantasy or fantasy points, uh, 20 NFL points. Let's say NFL points this week. Rob, let me ask you this. That seems like a huge point differential, and I don't agree with it necessarily all all the way. Uh, what are your thoughts about that point differential? Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting because it's it's it's. I haven't looked around at a ton of totals yet or anything, but I would expect them to be you know it would be like a three four point spread if I was just guessing, and um, so to hear that they have that on that side, that's that's. That's definitely interesting. 
And the flip side of that, Danny, we got the Buffalo Bills sitting at 25.7 points and the Kansas City Chiefs sitting at 25.8. I would imagine if we hear that Patrick Mahomes is definitely playing, they might roll that a little bit higher for the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't you think so, Danny? Absolutely. Uh, I think actually right after the um, the Chiefs game, the Bills were even favorited for a little bit. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, I think once Mahomes is ruled in, which it looks like he's going to play, I think I expect that to uh, the Chiefs total to go up a little bit, and I do expect them to take the victory too. I I, I can understand that. I, boy, Leslie Frazier defense of the Buffalo Bills. I know I'm living in the moment, Kevin, but I'm just thinking about that Leslie Frazier defense. And of course, Leslie Frazier was uh, one of my Bears, uh, 85 Super Bowl Bears, the Super Bowl Shuffle Bears. Uh, he was he was an offshoot of that. I think at the time he played for there, so he kind of learned under a Buddy Ryan system, and it really showed last week. Are you scared at all to play those Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, I, I haven't got a whole lot of Chiefs uh, left to go in my lineup, frankly. But um, I, I think there's still some value, right? I think about what's going to happen, excuse me, at running back position for them, right? And so Williams is certainly one of the ones that's potentially a target for me. I'm probably going to end up having to play one of the two Williams brothers, either Jamal or Daryl, uh, this week, and then save uh, the other one for the following week if they're around. Okay, so let me ask you this, Danny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through all four quarterbacks here. You got Tom Brady, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Josh Allen, and you probably have Patrick Mahomes. I think that they're just kind of milking this, adding a little bit of drama for this Sunday game myself. I think Patrick Mahomes will probably be cleared sometime Saturday or maybe even Sunday morning. If you had to choose any of those four, and I know we have our limitations in Baby Bowl, but who would be your favorite quarterback out of those four? Um, for this week, just taking a first look, um, considering I have all four of those available for the baby bowl, it's a good thing. But um, you know, you got you kind of got to tell yourself a story, what you think is going to happen. So uh, I do think the Chiefs are going to win. I do think the Packers are going to win. So in that case, I want to leave myself the option to either take um, Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes uh, for the Super Bowl week. So I think this week I'm leaning Josh Allen. Okay, Josh Allen. I'm trying to think of your thought process for the baby bowl because to me whenever you talk about wanting to save the winners i'm almost thinking about trying to use the losers instead just so i could kind of have my choice for the super bowl week and not burn one of them just in case the other one i I don't i don't know i get myself dizzy danny whenever i start thinking too hard about the baby bowl Uh, rob all right we have we've so we got josh allen off the board what about you rob Uh, out of those three that are left who are you going to end up thinking about choosing above all the others so i do like allen a lot as well um for me i'm 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 leaning. I, I went over this last week, really, and uh, so I'll, you know, talk about it here too. And my my uh, strategy has been to use AFC quarterbacks basically the whole way. That way, I guarantee I, that I have at least one quarterback from the whatever quarterback makes it out of the NFC is the one I'll be available to me in the Super Bowl week. Um, so you know, I used Lamar the first week, Josh Allen last week, so. For me, it's going to be Mahomes, and you know I, I do expect that game to be a really high-scoring game, and so I like I like the game environment of that one. So I'm pretty confident as long as you know Mahomes plays, which looks like he will, um, you know I'm I'm going to roll Mahomes out there. 
Okay, I, I've kind of been with you on that theory, Rob, since we talked about it especially, but that's what I started doing that first week anyway. I was really narrowing down my page, so I, I kind of made my own little spreadsheet of all the different teams that were in there, and it was a bracket thing like like uh, you use for an NCAA tournament or something, and I said, okay, I'm cutting off this entire side of the bracket right up here. I started off with just the quarter of the bracket, and I was like, I'm going to cut off that entire quarter of the bracket, and I'm gonna I'm not going to use any of those teams until Super Bowl week, and then I'll have plenty of people to choose from, right? That's what I was thinking, and then after I talked with you, I was like, ooh, I'm just going to cut off half this page, and I, I've done it a little. I haven't done it some, but Kevin out of those quarterbacks that are left, which I think is just going to be what Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Which one would you rather have, Kevin, this next Sunday? Actually, I'm planning on going Josh Allen because I've oh, play, played him yet. So I'll go him, and then that'll keep that'll keep either Rodgers or or Brady for, uh, for you the final. Yep. Yeah, I, that's what we're. I think we're all going to do out of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Green Bay Packers. I I, I still got to wonder which quarterback though is going to be the best quarterback out of that game and end up finishing higher. We're, we got Tom Brady going back into the elements and in the cold at Green Bay, or is it going to be Aaron Rodgers' house? Uh, which one would you rather have, Rob, between those two teams? I got to go with Rodgers. Um, part of it is because he, even though I think they're going to win, so the game script would be kind of better, more in favor of Brady throwing more often. I just think that the Buccaneers have such a good run defense. They can, they can stop the run better than they can stop the pass. So I think, uh, you know, Rogers is going to throw early and often against that Bucks defense. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. So I don't think he's ever going to get to a point where he's going to have to take his foot off the gas. So, so yeah, I, I, I'd prefer Rogers out of the two. And in in, if I was picking straight up points between the two, um, you know, if I had to choose one for, like baby bowl, I would probably go with Brady just because I think Rogers is going to make it. If if I was in a situation where I had to, you know, make the decision and and choose to see which one I would leave myself with next week, I'd I'd play Brady, thinking that Rogers would still be available next week. Danny, you talked about Cam Akers being that must play guy last week. Is there a must play running back this week playing in in either for either one of these four teams? Man, it's tough. I mean, Akers is gone. Uh, Kamara's gone. Derrick Henry's gone. I think it's it's really shallow at running back, so you kind of got to take a little bit of a gamble. It looks like um, the Buccaneers have committed to Fournette in the playoffs, even though it, it seemed like last week Rojo was healthy. So I think Fournette is definitely would be the guy for me if I have to pick one running back going into uh, going into this week. Is that what you think as well, Kevin? Yeah, that's exactly what I got lined up. I, I think he's the best of the week, Fournette is. Okay. All right. Where does Ronald Jones fit into all that, Rob? Because I know he's banged up on the quad. He's a little bit hurt, but man, he's the explosive back in Tampa Bay. He just, he's, he's not seeing the workload right now and that might be injury related or maybe Fournette's just taking over that role. Yeah, I think it's more injury related as we saw like the opening week, you know, of the wildcard week, he uh, sounded like he, he re-aggravated that injury in warmups and sat out that whole game. And, and uh, then last week you could see at certain times when he was finishing, finishing off a play, he, he kind of came up limping a little bit and he'd go to the sideline and then come back in a little bit later. So he's definitely a risky, riskier one to play. But like you said, he does have that explosive upside. Um, he's kind of a guy that you could play if you wanted to get a little different 
knowing that you know everyone's seen Fournette like like we had talked about put up 20 points the past two weeks in a row so um everyone's going to be more likely to play Fournette than than Jones but if you wanted to play it safe I, I agree with everyone here Fournette's the guy and then um say they do happen to win then you still have Jones the next week yeah, I'm I'm going Devin Singletary. He's going to be in all my lineups this week. I don't know why. He's the only guy left healthy for the Buffalo Bills. I think in that backfield, other than Josh Allen. Um, I, but but I I I'm going to probably end up playing Devin Singletary in my lineup just to get it out of the way. I don't know. I'm not going to be confident putting him in the Super Bowl anyway. So I'll probably end up having to stick him in there. Wide receivers go. We've got a lot of them to choose from. I I don't know if there's a Kansas City Chief secondary receiver Kevin that you are looking for I know you put all the Chiefs in there last week that you could is there anybody uh like a, like a Sammy Watkins would you feel confident playing him this week Kevin I think I'd probably be a little bit more looking at McCole Hardman good old ex-UGA guy uh for this week Okay, that's a that's a good name. I, they always seem to find Robinson too. I don't know what it is with that guy, but he's always alive in that uh, system, kind of giving us a little bit of trouble from a fantasy standpoint because I want to believe in him sometimes. And then whenever the first minute, the minute I do, he ends up not putting up any points. The minute I don't, he ends up putting up some points. So uh, Demarcus Robinson, one of those weird guys. Uh, Danny, what about the Green Bay Packers? Alan Lazard was the guy who caught that long touchdown pass last week. We know you could play Devontae Adams, but if it is it an Alan Lazard week or a MVS week this week? Uh, if I have to pick one of the two, I think I'm leaning MVS. It seems like he's a little bit more volume guy. Um, I burned my Devontae Adams already, and like I said, I think the Packers are going to uh, beat the, the Bucks. so I'm going to save those second tertiary wide receivers for the Packers probably for Super Bowl week, hoping they get there. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably be MVS. So then you're looking probably at one of the guys from Tampa Bay because you already put Diggs in your lineup as well. Which Tampa Bay receiver are you looking at playing? <laughs> Good question. I actually have, yeah, I have Evans and Godwin in my first look as of now. Uh, Gronk was the only, Gronk and AB I played in the wild card round. Gronk gave me a dud. AB gave me an okay showing. I'm pretty sure AB actually got hurt, right? He didn't play all the snaps. He mm-hmm. Uh, played limited towards the end of last week. So I'm all in on Evans and Godwin this week. Yeah, the, I think Tyler Johnson is his name. He ended up playing some snaps for him. Always been a good little wide receiver there in Tampa Bay, I believe. Rob, what about you? Any any wide receivers that are that are not the obvious play that you're looking at having to play this week? Um, Yeah, see, it's tough for me because I actually have mostly all the studs left. And uh, so I'm I'm – I'm on the uh, mindset of that. I'm going to probably be playing a lot of, a lot of the studs because I just don't want to risk not being able to use them. But, you know, I wouldn't mind um, playing guys like John Brown, Cole Beasley. Um, I like the MVS call, Um, you know, Lazard did score more, but MVS has actually um, been getting, getting those deep shots and all it takes is one to connect. So, um, I don't mind the the MVS call and and same thing like I said with Michael and um, even even a deeper cut you could go with uh, um, Gabriel Davis and he's he he's been able to uh, show up at times throughout the season and uh, make some big plays for the Bills. 
I'll say this about the Lazard MVS thought, though. Alan Lazard was battling that core injury for a long time, and core injuries are, are tough to get over, it seems like. I, I didn't even know I had a core until I knew that NFL players had <laughs> core injuries. I was like, a core? What in the world's a core? I, I don't think I have one of those. <laughs> I don't know if you pull those things. I, I've never put in a position to pull something like that, but uh, it, it takes a long time for them to get over it, and maybe finally he's over that, and that's why we see him being a more, little more active and evolved. Uh, this week. And it, whenever I looked at the DFS scores anyway, it seemed like one week it was going to be an MVS week. The next week it was Lazard. One week it was MVS. The next week it was Lazard. So Lazard's week was last week. Maybe it's MVS's week this week. Tight ends. I think, Kevin, this is where I am going to find my mojo this week. I'm going to end up playing three tight ends, I think. And Dawson Knox will end up being one of them. Uh, is there any tight end? I know you've already used Kelsey, but is there any other tight end that just jumps off the board at you other than a Travis Kelsey? Yeah, so for me, it, it's probably a, a, a Gronk or a Bray because I've got both those guys still available to me um, because that, that then leaves me with the potential of a, a Tanyan, Tanyan for a final week. So I'm looking at one of the two. I'm not sure which of the two I'm going to lean to there. Obviously, Bray had a, a really great game this last week, but we know that can flip between the two, but it's going to be one of those two guys for me. Gronk, though, he had that end zone look or two last game, I believe, that when Tom Brady was trying to find him somewhere down there in the red zone. Uh, they, but they were like 20 or 25 yards out, and he threw it to Gronk at the end zone. I was like, oh, here we go. We're getting reunited. And it was just off his fingertips. So they're, they're eyeballing Gronk. That's a good call there. What about you, Danny? Are you looking maybe at a Robert Tundian this week? Um, going back on my play that I think Chiefs and uh, Packers are going to be the Super Bowl, I'm going to save my Tunyon for the Super Bowl uh-huh. uh, since I already burned my Kelsey. I used Gronk in the wild card round who gave me a dud. And I think I'm going to go with Bray, who's actually been getting more looks than Gronk in these two playoff rounds. And I'm pretty confident about it, actually. Rob, you and I stuck Hooper in there last week. We picked the wrong tight end. It was an Njoku week. And who would have thought that? Because Njoku really hasn't done much this season. We we love the athleticism of Njoku, and he really surprised me. Here's my thought process. The Kansas City Chiefs have had a tough time stopping tight ends this week. I'm looking at Dawson Knox as being a viable play this week in uh, this Baby Bowl format just so I can save one of these other tight ends. And, and I'm actually thinking about pairing him with one of those tight ends from Tampa Bay because I still have them both available, which will leave me one or the other. And it'll probably be a Cameron break because I think that Gronk is, they're going to want to get Gronk a touchdown in the Super Bowl if they make it that far. I am starting to sound like a mad genius, Rob. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, not, a, not a bad strategy. It's going to be different than that can be, you know, <laughs> that can be... <laughs> You're so that can kind, be Rob. You're so kind. Yeah. You try to say that so nicely. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this in this kind of situation, you definitely got to get a little different um, at this point, and when you're trying to come back, and you know, so I, I don't I don't mind that at all, and and uh, you know, like you said, using Knox and uh, in a game where the game script should be them having to throw a lot, and we already know that they they want to throw basically every down, so. Um, I, I definitely don't mind the Knox play at all. 
All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm sure you don't because you can't wait to catch me. You know, I'm like 10 points ahead of you at this point <laughs> in the baby bowl and you you won't be able to stomach that for the off season. I won't let you stomach it on the off season. I'll remind you that I finished higher than you in the baby bowl playoffs. So that, I could understand why you want me to play Dawson Knox. <laughs> <laughs> Just little mind games. <laughs> Okay, so everybody's on board. The Green Bay Packers are going to win this week? I'm a yes. Yes. Okay, and everybody's on board. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this week? Yes. Yep. Okay, well, that's, that's, that, was a, that was unanimous, and it was, <laughs> was not like our election series here in the United States of America. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that that wraps us up then for the Baby Bowl, guys. Uh, Kevin, Danny, thank you both for being on the show so much. Thank you for participating in the Baby Bowl. Kevin, I think you've done it all year long, right? You've been a Baby Bowl participant all year? Yeah, that's right. This has been my first year, but I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you guys from Rob for what you're doing on that and the money going to charity. It's a great thing and appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being on. Danny, did you jump on board for the whole year or just in the playoffs? Just the playoffs. I was knee deep. I know Rob asked me uh, early in September. I really wanted to do it. I just knew I couldn't commit to too many season-long leagues, but I'm glad I did it for the playoffs. It's been a lot of fun. We are glad you did as well, and we are proud to have you on this podcast. You can find Retired and Wired over on Twitter at TSNivik. T.S. Nivik, and you can find Danny Pirelli over at DannyFFX on Twitter. And, of course, you can find Rob Norton at Norton0723. Rob, thank you so much for doing all the things you have been doing for the Baby Bowl this year. You've been fantastic, and it's awesome being a part of all this. Yeah, no problem. And, you know, thanks for having me all year. This has been so fun to be able to do this every week and, you know, talk to everyone, everyone uh, that's won and then everyone that's been a part of it and, you know, hear hear their thoughts on it and on all their strategies and everything it's been really fun yeah it's been great and we will be off next week i suppose we will not cover anything from the pro bowl and we'll figure out something for the super bowl hopefully we'll have some kind of super spectacular baby bowl program for everybody to listen to and you can find me on twitter at loafing you can also find the show at fi today with a little underscore head over to anchor fm where you can also subscribe to the show on whatever listening platform you like to listen to your podcast on if it happens to be on the itunes app make sure you slap those stars around leave a review but more importantly than all those actions fit family we always want to encourage you to find a way to go out into the world and make an impact in somebody's life today.